Welcome to Cross-Platform Podcast, where we discuss how to solve productivity problems across platforms. I'm Augusto Pinot. And I'm Mark Gelwicks. And today we are on a Christmas mood. So let's talk about a holiday wish list. We yeah, this is doing this in a different way. This is one of my favorite times of year is to, to go through. I mean, I've kidded around that I do enjoy the holidays quite a bit because it gives me a way to identify all the emails I need to unsubscribe to um, because my inbox fills up with all of these things. But it's also the, that opportunity for you to look at all the things that have come out and all the things that are going to come out in the near future and figure out, are there places for them? Are there uses for them? Are there benefits to obtaining them? Or are, are you good with what you have? And how do you help other people out with the things that you're getting and, and show that you appreciate them? It's... It's a little challenging at times, but it's fun, I think. I'm a big fan it, of wish lists, so. It is, and it has something else. It, it gives you the opportunity to evaluate how much you have grown and changed. Because you will see certain things that you're like, I will, I will not buy that. But really, if you look at details and say, but I will have buy that five years ago. So mm -hmm. It is really, really cool. And so we decide to talk about four things devices that you want to get, a device that you will be curious, something that you will give, and something that you will recommend to a non-tech person. And that's what we're going to try to do and try to have fun with this. Well, why don't you start off on devices that you want to get? Because I'm curious to hear yours first. There's one specifically on your list that I haven't even looked up. I just want, want to hear about it. So. so I have, curious there, I have one that is not a device. It's the Lego Bonsai. And That's it. Lego did a Bonsai uh, out of Lego with the purple. It's so beautiful. And I really want it for my office. And somebody gave it as a present for my daughter's birthday, who happened at the end of November. And I'm really, really, really jealous because now it makes no sense for me to buy it, but she's not going to let me have it in my office. So I need to find a way to buy it. But uh, for her, from her, the device that I have in there is the iPad mini 6. The iPad mini is really, really light, really beautiful, interestingly powerful. Um, I have the iPad mini 5. And even that I use... I use it extensively. I have not yet find a good reason to upgrade it. There is nothing right now that I that the device will not do for me or that the iPad 6 will do better. Um, so because of that, it's a stay there on the device that I want to get. I'm really looking at it, but most likely I will not get it. So if somebody's thinking about maybe an iPad mini. Why, why would they want to get that? What, what niche does that fill? You know, the iPad mini, it is the, it's a portability. I, you know, I, I have an iPad pro 12.9 inches. That is the working horse for me. That's where I work. That's the screen. I look all day. Okay. The iPad mini for me is my thinking device. 
I can read in there. I can browse. I can. I do a lot more entertainment. I do journal with a pencil. I journal into the iPad Mini. I can read PDFs or books in there. So it is more a thinking device than an action device. Um, action happened for me in the iPad. Even I don't have email on that iPad. Okay, it is limited to certain things on purpose uh, because I want when I go there, I want to be able to think or use it for those purposes. Yeah, I've had I got years and years and years ago, and I mean, this is going on probably 10 years. I got one of the original Kindles, the not even the paper whites. The old one didn't even have a keyboard on it. It was just a little uh, e-ink one. And it has continued to serve me to this day. I still use it. And when I look at that size device, I think about the old Nexus 7s that were out, and I think about the, the tablet that I have. Unless you have a situation like you're talking about where you have a primary, your iPad is your world. These are the types of things that if somebody's looking, thinking about one of these, they're going to probably use it as a secondary device or an ancillary device to some other one. So that's the type of thing where I struggle a little bit with, with actually giving these types of things because if some, unless somebody has specifically asked for one, this is the type of thing where it can be fairly personal. Uh, either you like the size, you don't like the size, you like the weight, you know, the feel. A lot of that comes into play because you are interacting so directly with it and, and so consistently. But that's a, that's a neat thing to, to think about getting something like that. I'm on the other side of the scale when it comes to something that I'd like to get. And I'd like to get a high-end Chromebook. Now, I have a fairly decent Chromebook now. I've got a Samsung Chromebook Pro. Uh, I also have a stack of Chromebooks around here that are <laughs> old, older, out of date. And I have a bunch of ready cloud machines that I've converted. But to look at something, when I say a high-end Chromebook, I'm saying something above $500. Something that is in true laptop space where you're talking about you know, having 512 gig of storage on the device. You're talking at least 8 gig of RAM you know, a 15 inch display. And there's really two that if someone specifically yourself included or myself are looking at getting a high end Chromebook, the two that I would be looking at are either the Acer Chromebook spin 713, which is known as the go-to top end Chromebook that's out there. It's got the power behind it. It's got the display quality. It is a two-in-one layout, so you can flip it around. Uh, it's a little little chunkier than the one I have currently in its two-in-one format, but it it can be your primary machine without any problem. Uh, the other one I would say is the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook. I think it's a very nice design, not the Chromebook 2. Chromebook 2 is a little underpowered, but the previous year's Chromebook is much more capable. It supports S Pen. And it's one of those things that if you're looking for a primary device that's not Windows-based, and I'm not faulting Windows, I'm just saying as a good viable alternative for that $500 price range, these are two that I think that you can find within that range or probably a little on the higher side. Um, 
And those would be two things that I would love to get. I would not ask for them from anyone. <laughs> I mean, that's just a little much. But I think those are the two things that I would put on my I would love to see under the Christmas tree type of list. Now, what about things that maybe you don't necessarily want to get, but you're really curious about? And if it showed up, that would be really cool. Um, so to, to you change the order? Did I? Yes. You went to the whole last one. No, one. I went to the device that you're curious about. No, sorry. So you were talking about small devices and cool devices. So yeah. there is a thing called the Books Nova, B-O-O-X Nova. Okay. And it's a 7.9 Android tablet, but runs hundred percent on e ink. So as you were mentioning, oh. that Kindle, that thing can run anything from the Android store, including the Kindle. Can do has a pencil. It can do uh, everything that tablet will do. But it had e ink, and I've been looking at this thing. As much as the iPad Mini 6, to be honest. God, I look at that, and they're compatible in price. Wow. But it's a full talent. I say, okay, I can get this thing to be so much. Uh, so it is something that I've been really, really, really curious. And I, it's on my wish list, and I go, and I look at it, and I come back. I have not buy it. I have not hold one of my hands. The reviews are fantastic. But... Is that something along the lines of like the Remarkable 2? That type of a device or is there more is it but more of an Android? Remarkable 2 is closed. You cannot Okay, so it. this isn't this is an open Android version. Yeah, this is an Android 10 base. So you will wow. be able to install anything. I'd be very curious to see how some Android apps run on that. I mean, you don't have Well, the first thing is you don't have color, so I'd be curious to see how the apps themselves handle not being in a color environment, being in a monochrome environment. I also love to know what the battery life is. That thing's going to last forever with an e-ink display. Yeah. Android 10, latest firmware, uh, 3 gig of storage and 32 gig of onboard storage. Plus uh, an SD port so you can... Yeah. Span to whatever supports Wi-Fi, uh, 5G Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth 5.0. Not bad. Interesting little device there. Yeah, I didn't even know that was out there. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm. I'm again. I'm kind of looking on the flip side of the coin. Uh, the two things that I would be very curious about again wouldn't necessarily ask for, but be very curious about. One is actually the Oculus Quest Two. Okay. I've been seeing more ads for it. I've never actually played with one. Um, I, I like the I, some of the concepts, some of the games I enjoy playing support VR. So it would be fun just to try them in that environment. Uh, there's also, with the, the trends that we've been seeing as of late and the actions we've been seeing by companies like Facebook pushing this whole metaverse concept, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see that kind of VR interactivity being driven yet again. And since Facebook owns Oculus, I'm, I would not be surprised to see that grow. So 
I would like to try it. I'd like to work with it and interact with it for a period of time, but that's either neither here nor there. The other one though is what's called the Echo Show third gen or Echo Show 10 third generation. And what makes this one special is if you remember back when Amazon announced these, the Echo Show 10 third gen has a display but it moves and it'll pivot on its own for camera tracking and following. It looks like it's got good audio quality. That interactivity, to me, I just think it's fascinating. I'm not sure how practical it would be or how much it would actually get used, but I do know that the Echo Shows that I have in the house, I like the audio quality of them. I like channeling music through them. I like having it play everywhere and being able to have it follow me around the house. So that type of a device where it really is taking it to the next step would be intriguing. It would be very intriguing. And you know the camera follow in the iPad Pro follows the camera follows you has it and it is really interesting and when it came I wasn't sure and I really enjoy that I can move and I always in the center of the camera so mm-hmm. I, I think it's interesting to look at that. All right, now we've talked about our wish list. Let's talk about something that you would actually give a gift that you would give to someone and why you think it would be such a good gift. I'll let you go ahead and start this time. You are going to let me start again. Yeah. The first thing I have is a charger for the Apple Watch. And I have given this thing to Mm -hmm. a bunch of people. It is basically a battery. It's the size of the charger. And you can put it in your bag so that way your Apple Watch runs out of battery, you can charge it. And... Mm -hmm. I have given a bunch of them over the years to Apple Watch users because it's fantastic. The other thing is the AirTags. And the reason of the AirTags is I have seen so many people curious about the AirTags and how they work and what they do. But I have not seen a lot of people buying them convinced how they will going to use it. And I think if they get one, they will at least play and see what they can do to get more out of that. Yeah, I recently on my, well my re- my wife recently took a vacation over Thanksgiving and as an experiment I sent with her one of the Samsung smart tags and I sent it with her um she volunteered or she didn't volunteer but she consented to take it in her luggage so I wasn't actually just tracking her. But I wanted to see how well the Samsung variant of this tech works because you've got tile, you've got the Apple ones, you've got Samsung. Now there's a lot of different variants of this, Mm -hmm. this tracking tech and it works really well. And as a guy who uses tile primarily, tile works really well as well from an ecosystem standpoint. So I think if, if you're using Apple, get the Apple air tags, no question about it. Uh, if you're using a mix of Apple and Android, I would say probably look at a tile tag uh, or the tile tags. Uh, one of the nice side things about the tile tags are that they can be configured to work with um, Amazon. So you can actually tell your Echo to find your car keys, uh, which is very convenient. Oh, if no. you, or I, not. I tell the story. I tell the story. You know, my wife had a tag on her keys many years ago. And we went to Chicago. We live in Indianapolis, so four hours and change trip. Mm-hmm. And 
so we went to Chicago, blah, 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 came back. And as we were driving into Indy, my wife looked at me and say, I don't know where my keys are. I said, well, open the phone, check where the tile is. I'm sure they are on your purse. No, they were in Chicago. Oops. But at least it located them, which is a good thing. It located them. We were able to call the place. They saved the keys. Yep. So we didn't need it to go through all the change the keys or any of that. It just took eight more hours. To, the trip took instead yep. of four, a little bit more. Yeah, I have used mine multiple times to locate my often it's just like in the house you know you'll misplace misplace them in the house or they get moved or in the they're in a jacket pocket and it's just as easy to signal it um, so yeah i would absolutely say if somebody is technically comfortable enough with the idea of the tiles themselves and how they work and things like that whether it's apple samsung you know tile it doesn't matter find something i i think they're excellent gifts and they have a variety of different shapes and formats now that work if you got somebody who misplaces the tv remote all the time they have variants for those for their sticker ones um, so those are those are pretty neat you had a second part here too what was your second item there's a charger yeah, I read the, the charge the apple what charger again it is a charger I oh it's now that's just for the watch right just for the watch okay because I was looking at, when I was thinking about things to give, um, and you, you mentioned chargers, and it occurred to me that, oh, yeah, wireless chargers would be a really good idea. The problem is that within the Android space, you can never be sure if somebody has a device that supports wireless charging. Not all of them, all of them do. And the speed of which they, at which they charge varies significantly as well. Some charge fast, some charge slow. It depends on the charging block. There's a... So it's a little tough to find a really good is, charger to tough, give. You can give a mediocre charger. You can give an at you know an average one is you know just to tie up space in somebody's house. You can certainly do that, and a lot of people will be able to use it. But you can't guarantee that everybody's going to be use, able to use it. So it's going to require a little research to make sure you're getting them the right things. Uh, but so I had two things. The second thing on my list, I'm going to start with that and then go to the first. The second thing are Blink cameras. And they're kind of like the Nest cameras and things like that. But Blink is a specific brand. I forget actually who makes them. But they work directly with Google. They'll work with the Echoes. Um, what I like about the Blink camera systems, and they're not the cheapest out there. You can get much, much less expensive cameras. But what I like about the Blink cameras are they are wireless, truly wireless, because they are rechargeable. And the battery lasts approximately a year and a half to two years before it has to be recharged. So if you put the, and they're weatherproof for outside, if you get the weatherproof ones. So if you put them up around your property, and they sell these in like sets of four, I think sets of up to sets of eight. I've seen, I've seen mostly those sets of four. You set them up and when they trigger, you get the notification. It records the little sequence. You can go to them live if you want. Otherwise, they sit there quietly and wait for something to happen. Um, they have been probably the, the most reliable that I have found in usage-wise and reaction. For a doorbell-type camera, the only one I've ever worked with is a Ring. Uh, seems to work really well, especially if you use the wired ones, which is not always the easiest thing to do. But for a, 
just a regular security type of camera installation, I would certainly give the Blink cameras a, a look and a serious consideration if you want to give something to someone. Like I said, setup's easy, they're reliable, and once they're up, you don't have to fuss with them, and you can put them pretty much any place. Oh, no, that was interesting. I actually got somebody asking me about cameras this week, and I honestly told him, you know, we have a ring on the front and a ring on the mm -hmm. back, and that's what we have. So, but that was the brand of cameras they were looking. So, yeah, I have. We have a ring on the front door, and it works really well as the doorbell one. Uh, there's a there's a couple of good videos on YouTube talking about the comparison between the Nest cameras and the Blink cameras. Okay. And one of one of the things that they identify is that the nest cameras have much clearer video but what you find is that their motion trigger isn't as consistent or reliable so literally they won't necessarily go off but when the nest camera goes off it's got really nice video unless it's in the dark and it looks like their night vision's kind of iffy the blink cameras they seem to work really well the cameras aren't quite as razor sharp but they don't really have to be, I don't think. But they have very good infrared on them. And if you're watching the YouTube video, this is one of the Blink cameras that I have that I have yet to put up. And by default, it actually comes with just this top part. The camera itself is actually inside here. This whole housing is something I bought um, maybe $10, $15 on Amazon to provide a weatherproof housing and an articulated or mechanism to be able to mount it wherever I want. So it's really a nice combination and it works, like I said, it works really reliably. So I would say the Blink cameras definitely. The second thing that I would recommend would be for somebody who is not a tech person, but somebody who likes games. I, I received this gift, gift last year and I loved it. It's a service. It's a subscription service called unboxboredom.com. And That's literally it is every quarter you get you get to pick two board games and they ship them to you. So out of it I got eight different board games and it's just it's a blast cuz you wait and it's like, "Oh, okay, great. I got more board games coming. I got more big board games coming." And you get to try different ones that maybe you normally wouldn't eh, maybe not pick them out. But it was a really nice gift service, um, something I very much enjoyed. It wasn't that rolling type of gift service or anything like that. Once it was done, it was done. Um, but it was a very nice change of pace. So if, if you're into board games or you think you'd like to get into board games, um, unboxboredom.com. Yeah, that, that looked really, really, really cool. Yeah, I got a just as a benchmark one of the th games i got was a game called chemistry and literally it's building molecules and you can't get much geekier than that it i just absolutely loved it yeah that's that looks really awesome actually so that brings us then to the last one something that you will recommend to a non-tech person yeah this is a hard one and i got into this I was struggling a little bit and I had made notes like wireless charging stations and things like that. The problem is so many things anymore require some sort of tech to be able to get or to be able to be part of. 
uh, one of the things I looked at is a one of the meal subscription services. I gave actually gave one of those as, as a gift last year. The problem is you have to be able to go to the website, go through the different meals, pick and choose. You're always doing it. It's always maintained. So I would say, and I don't have a specific thing to give, but I would say more event type of activities, things that allow people to go do something or go participate in something. It's a catch-22 because often you'll give something and say, oh, okay, you know, I'll give you a spa gift certificate and something like that. Well, they have to be able to, to go do that. So here's what I, what I suggest and actually what I'm going to try in a couple of cases. It's you give gifts that you're going to participate in. For example, you give them a gift of two tickets to go do something, like maybe go to an event, and you're going to take them. So you're going to take one of the tickets and you're going to take them to that event. That's a, that's a different beast entirely, I think. I don't know. I could completely be out of left field. But I think with the weirdness that we've had over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. the gift of engagement and time for somebody who's not a technology person could be just as worthwhile and just as valuable, if not more so. Maybe I'm being mushy. I don't know. But I think that's what I would recommend to people is, is to give something that you're going to participate in as well. We've all got enough junk and various different things laying around. Uh, I don't know that we necessarily need stuff, but that interaction is something that we've been lacking in in the past you know year and a half. So maybe that's a really good gift. Yeah, you see, I I go to you know, open the Levenger page. You know, I think non-tech people, that's that's my go-to when it's a mm-hmm. non-tech people. The other thing that I've been giving away recently a lot of is this. It's a cable, connects to USB, but on the front it has a micro USB, uh, USB-C, and an iPhone one. Okay, because the problem is, you say, even if you're not a tech person, you have a phone, you have a bunch of stuff that you need to charge. And especially non-tech people, they are not famous for have multiple cables. So they struggle with that. Now it's a one cable that can charge basically any device. And that will make life or their life so much easier. You know, you've raised an interesting point. If we if we think about it from that standpoint, of what's something tech that a non-tech person could give. Um, battery backups have always been a sure bet. You get somebody an external battery, a 10,000 milliamp battery, something like that. That's, that's an easy gift to identify. You can get those for a very reasonable price and everybody's devices need power. How they connect to it? Well, they're going to use their preferred cable of choice anyway, so that really doesn't matter that much. And batteries are universal. You don't have to worry about, do they have an iPhone? Do they have an Android phone? That's going to be pretty much a a constant for them. So that's a safe bet, I think, in my mind. The other thing to think about, too, is, it's going to sound silly, wall chargers. Wall chargers are a big thing anymore, especially with new phones, because they don't come with them. So if you know somebody who has gotten a new phone for Christmas or a new device for Christmas and you're thinking, ooh, maybe we want to get them some accessories, 
Well, accessories are always a good bet, and things like chargers, you can never have too many, I don't think. You're always looking for those little wall warts laying around. So that's That, in my mind, is a good, safe bet. Um, things that I would avoid, and this is just across the board, um, I would avoid buying people discounted headphones, for example, if you're looking at accessories. Uh, don't don't buy them cheap earbuds. Don't buy them cheap headphones, things like that, because the quality is not going to be good. They're not going to last. Uh, the audio is going to be terrible. They're just not, it's not a good experience. This That's another one of those things that is so personal that you really would help them out saying, hey, here's here's a gift card to put towards a new set of headphones, something like that. Then they feel, oh, okay, I can, I feel justified in getting those. Um, but yeah, I would, I would stay away from that type of thing. Is there anything that you would say stay away from? Well, cheap health food for sure. And, mm-hmm. and I will be really, as, as the tech guy, okay, I believe that everybody needs the tech. And it's taken me many years to understand, no, the non-tech people don't want your tech. They don't care mm-hmm. that you think this is the best thing. Okay, I have used this airport thing since the moment they came out, and I think they're incredible. But the tech guy, may, or girl, or gal, may, can care less about them. So understand who is the person who is going to get that present mm-hmm. and don't try to cross it. Same thing. I live on an iPhone, okay? I live on iPads. But if I will go to give a present to Art, I will not give them an Apple product, okay? He, mm-hmm. So think on that. And if you have doubts, don't go with the tech by the tech answer or go with something that is completely universal as I show that with the cable of the three heads. Yeah, it's it's a challenge because and I've I've said it numerous times and I'll continue to say it. Technology is surprisingly personal. You, there are things you like, there are things you don't like. It's very difficult to find generic technology things that work for everybody. So when you go down that path of buying a piece of tech for someone, you're, it's like buying them shoes. It's, a, it's very difficult to say. I'm sure they'll be appreciative, but it also might, might wind up sitting in a drawer somewhere right away. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a challenge. It really is. And it's the type of thing that I think, and this is just the way I've been thinking it as of late, if you can connect something else to that technology besides just hey, here's something to make things easier. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different conversation. Uh, one of the gifts that I have given in the past, I will continue to do so. Actually, two of them. Uh, one, and I have one here, is I give away, a lot of times I'll give away pens. But I give away specific pens. This is called a Retro 51. Uh, it's a very specific design pen. It's a little on the chubby side. It uses refills that are the standard Parker refills, or it will use the Fisher space pen refills. It's not a cheap pen from the build quality, but it's not expensive enough that I feel like, Oh, you know, don't lose that. If they lose it, they lose it. That's fine. But it, it's something that they know if I give them a pen, I'm going to make sure that it's a good quality pen. It's something they're going to get use out of if they want to use it. Uh, The other thing that I have that I have started to give away more and more often as of late is I try to 
identify things that they specifically have an association with secondarily. So for example, if they're a fan of a sports team or if there's something like that, that's a good connection and connect those dots. So, you know, if you've got, you know, custom tags for something, perfect example. If you're going to get them tagged, you know, like the uh, Apple tags, or if you're going to get them like tile tags, maybe get those and also get them a pack of, you know, foil stickers of their favorite sports team that'll fit on the tags so they can customize them so they can make them their own. Uh, Samsung's a good one for this. Samsung allows you a lot of customization on their products. Yeah. That type of thing allows it to be more than just, here's this white box thing. Have fun. Happy holidays. Apple Apple do it more of the Henry Ford style. Mm -hmm. As far as you like golden and red and blue, you've got the colors you want. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. It, this time of year is very difficult when you're, when you have this kind of tech stuff because there's every ad out there will say, Oh, you should be given this and you should get this. And this is on discount. And this is on. Yeah, that's fine. But focusing on things that are supposed to make life easier. Isn't necessarily a holiday gift. It should be something that at least in my mind, it should be something that has a different connection and, and is more on the appreciation side than it is anything else. But every holidays are different for everybody. So this is our list. It's a yeah, we've, list. we've gone through our list. Is there anything that you've seen as of late that you go, oh, that would be cool? Anything of intrigue? I actually saw the other day, and I'll jump in. I've been thinking about and looking at, there's been a lot of rumors floating around that the Galaxy Note line is now dead. Um, and it's been rumored for a while. Yeah, well, a it while. seems to be more than just a rumor now. It, it truly appears that the Note line is dead. Uh, however, it looks like the new S22 is going to be shaped like a Note, include an S Pen, so it's going to be a Note in all contexts except actual name. But it's making me think about, okay, are these... Should I start thinking about replacing a device? Should I start laying the groundwork for that? And I realize that... That really doesn't have much to do with this time of year as well. Do you think, and this is a side side question a little bit about, heck is that, uh, side question about technology in general around the holidays. Do you think we've re started to reach peak stuff? Do you think we've gotten to the point where there's just too much of this? There's too many variants, too much stuff laying around, and we're not... We're not buying all the stuff or shouldn't be buying all the stuff. No, I, I think, I think there is what happened is there is, you're in a different well, people's on different places on the mm -hmm. technology curve. So if you ask my kids who are way younger, there is so much technology junk that they want. Mm -hmm. If you ask me, as you said, there is so little that I want. Mm -hmm. Okay. Technology wise. And, and there is that spectrum. And I think it's really the, the hardware now and the software have advanced so much for what we understood technology, even as technology, as people who work with technology, deal with technology, there's so much progress that you can do most of what you can imagine 
with the current hardware. So there is not that much excitement. But for the technology, the, the generations that are looking into that, no, the world of technology is just starting. Well, that's good. That's a nice way to call that, to say that we are getting old. Eh, well, and that's, I think I've gotten to that point where it's like, eh, do I really need that? I did a walk through a Costco last night, just looking through odds and ends. And I'm looking at a lot of the gear. And it used to be that everything, ooh, I want everything in the cart. Now it's like, yeah, maybe not so much. I got a lot of stuff sitting around. So maybe that's a reasonable consideration is to also think about where, as you mentioned, along the technology curve, you are. the your gift recipients are as well. Are they at the point where they're like, look, I'm just trying to cut stuff down? Or are they really, you know, into the cutting edge, digging into the stuff, trying the different things? Um, that's what makes it individualized. And that's what makes it really, really fun. That it does. Opinion. That it does. All right, sir. Why don't you take us out? With this, follow us where you like to listen podcast, like us, or subscribe to us and leave us a review. You can also interact with us in personalproductivity.club. We are Gustav Pinot and Argel Wicks, and see you next time on your favorite.